Hello again, this is attorney Sean McLaughlin, and I'd like to welcome you to Law for Life, a program designed to provide useful information about the law as it relates to real-life situations and from a Christian or biblical perspective as appropriate. Law for Life is sponsored by Trinity Law, a local law firm available at 1-866-464-5297 or online at yourlawfirmforlife.com. Unless you've been to a lawyer before or even if it's been a while since you have been to a lawyer, you really don't know what to expect regarding fees, what type of lawyer you need, how the relationship works, and much more. So I thought it might be helpful to discuss the attorney-client relationship a bit here today. The first thing you want or need to decide is whether you need an attorney in the first place. More and more, there are online services that help uh, you to do everything from making your own will to starting your own business to how to handle your own adoption or divorce. Now, while these can save you money, there are some times when you absolutely need a lawyer. These times include when you are opposing another party, whether a spouse, former employer, or the government. When the other party has a lawyer and is represented, you are at a huge disadvantage. So while you can represent yourself at such times, more often than not, you will get a disastrous result. So if the other side has a lawyer, you absolutely need one as well. There's an old saying that he who represents himself has a fool for a client, and there's a good reason for that saying. Next, you need a lawyer when you simply have no idea what you're doing. Now, this might sound kind of silly, but people will go into court or draft legal documents when they have no clue really what they're doing, and they assume much. They assume that whatever they put in writing will be will meet the requirements of the law of Pennsylvania. They assume the judge who hears the case will overlook the fact that they don't have the slightest clue about what the law says or about the legal procedures one must follow in a courtroom. Simply stated, what you don't know can and usually does hurt you. So now that you've decided that you need a lawyer, how do you select one? And frankly, the best way to select a lawyer is just about like selecting anything else. Ask someone. Ask friends or folks you trust, such as from church, who they've used. And if you have no one to ask, research the attorney or law firm just like you would anything else. Start with a website and see if they have practice areas in the areas of your need. And if they don't do what you need, find someone else. See if they have testimonials on their site. And this is kind of like getting a referral from a friend. So when you've selected a lawyer, call and make an appointment. And when you call, pay attention to whether the law firm appears to have interest in your case or not. If they don't, that might be a clue to you. And remember, you do not have to use the first lawyer with whom you meet. If you do not feel comfortable with them, well, then go elsewhere. You are in the driver's seat. Next, you want to be sure that the lawyer clearly spells out how you are going to be charged for the services. Here, there are three basic ways that lawyers charge. First, lawyers charge by the hour, often billed at an hourly rate and billed to the nearest tenth of an hour. Second, lawyers charge based on what is called a contingent fee. And this basically means that the lawyer's fee is contingent upon them getting money for you. If the lawyer doesn't recover any money, the lawyer doesn't get paid a fee. And usually you see this in personal injury, workers' comp, or social security disability type, pace, uh, type cases. The third way a lawyer will bill is basically by a flat fee, where they would charge you a set amount to do a specific type of work. Let's say you have a hearing to go to. The lawyer might charge you one rate to prepare for and attend the hearing with no other attorney's fees due unless you appeal. However an attorney charges, you should insist that the fee be put in writing, which may be a written fee agreement for more work involved or a letter from the lawyer to you. But either way, you need to know how you will be billed for the attorney's work. 
You should also know whether there are costs, and costs are not the same as lawyer's fees. Are there any costs that you will need to pay? Even in contingent fee cases, you may have to pay costs such as filing fees for medical or other records, court costs, etc. You need to know what these are. Again, this should be put in writing. And last, be sure you have contact with your lawyer during the case. You have a right to know the status of your case. Now, you don't need or nor do you want to be calling your lawyer every single day. But if you haven't heard from your lawyer in a while, call or email the lawyer and see what's going on. You're paying the lawyer's fees, so be informed. And when I say contact your lawyer with regularity, that necessarily includes contacting their staff, who, quite frankly, can be very helpful uh, and informative as well. Typically, talking to a paralegal or a lawyer's assistant may satisfy your need to at least have some contact. But you should never go months on end without any idea what is going on. So stay informed. We want to remind the audience that nothing said on this Law for Life program is intended as legal advice, as each person's situation is different. If you have a legal need, please see an attorney. You can freely listen to today's program or any past program or series on our website, yourlawfirmforlife.com. That's yourlawfirmforlife.com. Just click the Resources tab. Inquiries about the program can also be directed to the local law offices of Trinity Law, toll-free 1-866-464-LAWS. That's 1-866-464-LAWS.